0: Church, welcome, welcome, let's go to stand together. Through you the dead will rise, through you our hearts will praise, through you the darkness flees, through you my heart screams.
1: Joy in the house of the Lord tonight. Baptism Friday is my favorite night. Okay, if I was honest, Friday is my favorite night. I just love gathering with you. But a Friday night with you, with 23 candidates jumping into this water. You know, there's a a missionary team that went to Israel with Friday night um, this summer. And I want to take you to a picture. We were standing by the Jordan River. My friend Eliana, 12 years old, going to be baptized in the Jordan River, saying yes to Jesus, having to call her mom and say, is it okay?" She was with her dad and the team. And we're standing along the Jordan River, expectant of a baptism, of a miracle. And I want to take you to John 1. When Jesus gets baptized, John the Baptist was standing beside the Jordan River, expectant, and he says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus walks up to John and all these people and they're expectant and they say look look it's Jesus tonight as there's joy in the room as we've come into the house of the Lord with so much going on out there and we're going to pray for Israel our hearts break for what's happening but right now in this moment before we do that I need to say look Look upon Jesus. Look upon Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away your sins. He's present to us tonight. Can you look upon the face of Jesus tonight? The Lamb of God. So Friday night, as we celebrate... We get to look upon Jesus' face. Let's pray. Jesus, we look to you and everything that surrounds us at home and in Israel, all over. Lord, we say, come into this space and have your way. We look upon your face, Lamb of God, and we say, have your way tonight. Let joy return. You've set us free you want to do a work in our lives, Lord. You've set us free to go out on mission. So tonight we pray, Lord, in this time, Lord, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done. Friday night as we come to give to the Lord. Do you know the drill? There's four ways to give. Maybe you're new here. In this moment, we want to give to the Lord because he, the Father, has been so gracious to us to give us Jesus. And Jesus steps into the room tonight for us. And says, look, New Life Friday night, look upon my face. I am the Lamb of God, the one that wants to take away the sins of the world and cast your burdens upon me because I care and I have freedom for you. Jesus, you save us. You are the Savior of the world. So we worship you with joy. We give to you With joy, New Life Friday night. Let's worship our God with joy. Let's look upon His face as people step into these waters tonight. We say, Jesus, have your way. Let's continue to worship New Life Friday night.
0: There's only only one name to call. There's only one name that stands above it all. There's only one name that saves us. Only one name to call i stands above it all. The rock won't be moved The hope of my salvation Nobody, nobody but you He is the Lord Almighty There's nothing He can do Nobody, nobody, nobody Jesus, nobody but you
2: Church can we celebrate my nephew, Braden John Sheesby is playing guitar tonight, 17-year-old man of God. He has grown up in the house of the Lord here. He's excellent in every way. And I want us to celebrate the young ones coming up to work all of us out of a job, to carry the kingdom of God forward. One more time for Braden John Sheesby. Hey, If you know someone around you, could you take hands with the person next to you? We're going to pray for Israel right now. And I don't have to explain to you what's happened this week. We've seen it. The numbers are staggering. The videos are just heartbreaking. And we pray right now, come Holy Spirit. We pray that you would rebuke evil in Jesus' name. Strike down the foe and the avenger. There's scriptures, uh, stories in the Bible where the enemy swirls up and it says that confusion came into the camp. And they ended up fighting against each other. We pray, Lord, peace over there. We pray comfort and protection over there. We pray the shalom of God to settle over that region. We pray that you would heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. And for all the little children that have experienced the unthinkable and seen, the unimaginable, Lord, we pray, heal their psyches and heal their hearts and guard them. And We pray for the elderly that have been uh, abused or jostled or, or, or caused to be afraid. We pray that you'd bring your shalom to them tonight. We pray for those who are out on the front lines defending. We pray that you would be their shield and their defender. Lord, we pray peace in that region. And we just, we just pray that you would rebuke the devil. And that you would rebuke evil. And that scripture says you're a vindicator. You're a strong and a mighty tower. You're the God who makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. And we pray that you would do that right here and right now in this region of the world. Jesus, your home. We pray you'd bring peace. Prince of peace, come. Let the government be upon your shoulders in your home region. We pray, Lord, your kingdom come. And your will be done for all the families that are grieving tonight. For those who are living in the torment and the terror of not actually even knowing what happened or if they're still alive, God, would you please press in by the power of your spirit and comfort your people. Lord, we speak peace in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to church tonight. If you are, yes, if you're new with us, you are in for a treat there's a lot of things we don't do well here at new life friday night but a baptism service ain't one of them i promise you we we know how to celebrate and so just get ready Uh, before we open up the scriptures take two minutes cross the aisle hug a neck shake a hand be kind in jesus name and then i'll come open the bible one two three be nice All right, all right, all right. I am glad you are here. I've got a few announcements before we get started, before we open the scriptures. First, you may have noticed that the lobby is a little bit different tonight. Tomorrow, we've got an all-day conference. Some guests are coming, and they've rented out our building. Tim Tebow's gonna be speaking here tomorrow, and Priscilla Shirer is just a world-class preacher, Tony Evans' daughter, and she'll be here tomorrow. So anyway... Uh, that 'll be happening on on our campus tomorrow, which is why our lobby is a little bit different. Uh, Pastor Rory last week absolutely crushed it. If you were here last week, can you say thank you to Pastor Rory? We have such a deep bench of great leaders, preachers, teachers, so thank you, Rory, for serving our congregation last week. Um, kids are going to come in at the end of the service. One of the things that I think we do really well and that I'm really happy about is that at our baptism service, we bring in, I think it's like the first through fifth graders or something, bring them down. They're going to fill the stage and just celebrate their friends and be witnesses to it. I want our kids to grow up being in it, Right? And to witness the miracles and to celebrate and to worship and to watch the adults worship and the adults, frankly, to be taught how to worship by the kids. And so anyway, at the end, the kids will come in and then we'll take them back to their classrooms and you can pick them up there. So don't steal your kid while they're down here, okay? Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, what else did I need to say? Oh, I got up at 1.30 this morning in Michigan and drove to the airport and flew and got here. Anyway, if I take a little nap during the sermon, give me a break, all right? Now, I, I spent a week out there, I'm six months away from finishing my doctorate and I'm really excited about, thank you Jesus, hey, bye, yes, bye, bye, And uh, learning so much and having so much fun and I'm thankful for a congregation that is excited about their team growing and being lifelong students, so thank you for that opportunity. Um, we should probably open the Bible. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I'll read you three or four verses out of Acts chapter 2. Now, the, the context, for those of you who are new to the story, Jesus has just been raised and everyone's freaking out and he's going house to house and and, you know, it's just a scene, you know, and he's running around and day of Pentecost, anyway, Jesus ascends to the right hand of the Father, they watch him go up, beam me up, Scotty, and someone's alarm going off? Anyway, um, I reset, sorry. (laughs) Jesus goes up, you know the story, and then the Holy Spirit comes down, right? So it's Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit's poured out, they begin speaking in tongues, they go out in the streets, and 3,000 people get saved that day, so that's where we're picking up, and Peter, who just recently had denied Jesus three times, is now the apostle to stand up and preach the gospel, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, so just irony everywhere, And so Peter stands up and and Peter says to them in this sermon, Acts chapter 238, repent, everyone say repent, Repent. and be baptized, say "Be be baptized, every one of you repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and for your children. We're going to see old people get baptized tonight. We're going to see young kids get baptized tonight. He said, the the Spirit is for everyone, young and old, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, Peter bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Peter might as well have preached that today. Save yourself, like, wake up. Don't get swallowed up by the world that you're living in. Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Be sober-minded, he's saying. So those who received Peter's word were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls to the church. People are bothered about megachurches. The first church was a megachurch, right? You know, 3,000 people got saved that day. Boom, here we go. Might as well. And so this is the word of the Lord and all God's people said, thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, we need you tonight. And we're here to witness The miracles. We're here to celebrate the gift. We're here to say, come Holy Spirit and have your way among us. And I pray as the preacher who's working on a short night's sleep, I pray that you would lift up these words and that you would do the work. This is not my work, this is your work. And Isaiah said that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish everything you sent it to accomplish. And so we just say, word of God, have your way here tonight. Jesus, walk the aisles, walk our hearts, make us new, surprise us tonight, heal us tonight, deliver us tonight, bring the kingdom of God tonight, let miracles break out. Just do what you do, God. Have your way, you have full authority to be the king here. And so we pray that these words and the meditations of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. And I pray these things tonight in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, water. Water does stuff. Ever been on a hike uh, and it's just 100 degrees and you're out there and you're parched and you're exhausted? I, I remember dunking my kids. In a mountain stream once and just picking them up. It was it was ninety-five degrees and the sun was beating down on us. We were all drenched in sweat, and the kids were starting to get chippy, and I go, come over here, come over here, and there's this snow runoff kind of mountain stream. And I take Wilson and Wakely by their feet. This is when they were big enough, or small enough, frankly, for me to pick them up by their feet, and I just put their heads down in the stream. And they were back and they were happy and they were invigorated and they took a great nap on the way home and water does stuff. Have you, have you ever been on the hot summer pavement at the, the, at the local pool, you know, your, the regional pool the, uh, and, and your feet, you, just, tss, you remember that, like running and they're like, slow down and you're like, I'm dying, <laughs> you know, these adults who have sandals on are yelling at little kids to slow down and their feet are being singed and anyone ever like, ah, and then what do you do, you Put your foot in or you jump in and all of a sudden you're healed and made whole, right? You got nomads and Bedouins out in the hot desert and they, they come on an oasis finally and there's the palm trees and there's that scene and they take that deep drink of water and there's, there's strength to keep on going. Great history of First Nations Indians training and breaking their horses in water. Wild stallions, wild thoroughbreds that were, that were needing to be broken and they would put them in a, a rushing river and you know, get a rope and you know, tie them up and go out there. And these horses that were unruly and out of control, all of a sudden they learn to be disciplined. They're broken in the water. There's something about water. Water does stuff makes things grow. The Indonesian farmers in monsoon season, they know how to prepare themselves. They know that eventually someday that first cloud is gonna break and all of a sudden brace yourselves and for the next four weeks and and the the land is rejuvenated or along the the Nile River Basin, the Egyptian farmers have dug some of the most sophisticated irrigation systems for the last many thousand years and and in a very arid, dry place along that plain, they figured out how to get water inland and they were able to make the crops grow. Water makes you silly. Kids splashing. And I remember throwing my pastor in the pool when I was young. And that was the last time I did that. And <laughs> <clears throat> I preached once on baptism. And a 73-year-old lady, Judy, in the church, she emailed me. Afterwards, and here's what Judy said. She said, your thoughts on water being a source of life and healing remind me of the aqua classes that I attend twice a week for people over 70. (laughs) She said, the water turns old men into boys as they splash each other and tease the women around them. The water soothes our tired joints, makes the heavy feel light. Together we move and stretch, building strength and muscle. We share our stories and laughter abounds participating in this group has become a part of my spiritual as well as physical exercise. I come out of the pool refreshed and renewed, a baptism of sorts. Water brings life. Water brings rejuvenation. And Peter says in Acts chapter 238, repent and get in the water. All of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. So I'll just say this tonight, kind of a a summary statement here at the top, a thesis statement. In scripture, water is often seen as the element that separates, cleanses, and creates new possibilities. From Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, you can go from the first page to the last page and just go about every page or two and tell me if you don't see water. And water is often signifying a separation and a cleansing, a purgation, and it it creates new possibilities. Have you ever noticed this theme of water in scripture? First, Genesis 1, the very first scene is an abysmal, watery, non-formed depth that the Holy Spirit, the Ruach of God, is hovering over the, 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 the chaotic deep. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth before that. Now, the earth was formless and void, and darkness hovered over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was brooding over the primordial waters. And over that situation, God said, let there be light. And we've got a story now. Water is everywhere in Scripture Noah and the great deluge, you know the story. You keep turning the page and the, the earth has gone to hell in a handbasket and people are crazy and lost their minds and brothers are killing each other and tribes are fighting and it's just madness and Noah and his, and his crew, they, they build the ark, right? Yahweh sends the great deluge in Noah's time and they're tucked into the ark and earth was seen as, sort of as buried in wickedness and so the water lifts them up out of that wickedness. See this? He was warning them, hey, 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 I'm gonna get the story back. Hey, be holy, be separate, be cleansed, come and follow me. And people were just ignoring God and ignoring God and ignoring God. But he's got this little family that said, okay, we'll, we'll listen to you. And, and they get in the ark and all of a sudden the water rises and they're separated. And what happens is God Presses the reset button. Holiness is going to return. There's a fresh start. You see this story that they're cleansed and they're given new possibilities, and the olive branch comes. And then the the water recedes and they're set back down on a renewed land all over again. Water, it separates, it cleanses, and it creates new possibilities. Water separated little boy Moses. From his people. You remember this story? He was one of those Hebrew boys in Egypt. And Pharaoh arose and he started to be threatened by these Hebrews who were multiplying left and right, and they were getting strong, and he's he, he's defensive and he's afraid. And so he says, Kill all the little Hebrew boys, and you know, turns out there's a redeemer out there, so let's drown him in the Nile. And 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 Moses' mom goes to work, and his sister goes to work, and the women are doing the work behind the behind the scenes and they float him down in the basket along the Nile and he gets caught up in the reeds and Pharaoh's daughter goes out to get cleaned up in the morning with her maidens and she sees a basket in the water and she says go fetch it and she they pull the basket out and there's this little gorgeous Hebrew boy Moshe Moses And he's brought up into Pharaoh's house, given the best education, the best leadership training. Oh, by the way, Pharaoh thought he was going to kill all the Hebrew boys. Turns out he was funding and raising in his own household the leader of God's people who would lead them out of Egypt. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, devil. (laughs) Water separates. It cleanses. It creates new possibilities. You see this almost on every page of scripture and you keep reading and then Moses does rise up and, and, and he leads those people out and they come to a body of water, the Red Sea. And they go, shoot, God brought us out of Egypt. Were we not better in Egypt? And now we're gonna die right here and Pharaoh's army and his horses, they're coming and, and they're, they're gonna bear down on us and destroy us or rip us back into slavery. And God, what, it, and what happens? Stretch out your, and Moses does and pff, water separates. And it cleanses, and it creates new possibilities. And they go across, and Pharaoh and his army is drowned in the sea. But then they get out into the wilderness, and they start gro- groaning and complaining and whining, and raising the middle finger to heaven. And, and just just a, an eleven day trip across the desert takes them forty years. But what happens? is after they've been purified, after God chastens them and after God gives them his 10 commandments and his law and he's finally starting to raise up a people for himself and Joshua takes the people to the Jordan River. What happens? The Jordan River, same thing, put your feet in. Boom, and it's in flood season and all of a sudden they live by faith. They have to put their first foot in and just those of you who are getting baptized tonight, I just want you to say, you're taking a step of faith tonight. You're putting your first foot in, and God is going to part the seas. God's going to do something beautiful. He's going to cleanse and separate and create new possibilities, and they, they go across the Jordan, and they possess the promised land. I want you to see that this is a theme all throughout Scripture, that the crossing the Jordan was a baptism. Their obstinacy is, is beginning to be washed away, and the people are learning how to covenant with Yahweh. So I wanna say three things tonight about baptism that I think will be simple, but it'll be helpful for all of us. Those of us who are getting baptized tonight and those of us who have been baptized tonight. This is not just for those who will be. Tonight, those of us who have been baptized, we need to reclaim our baptismal identity. Those of you who haven't been baptized and you're curious and you're asking questions, we're doing baptisms again on Sunday. Maybe the spirit might stir something, but I want all of us to hear three simple things But I hope there are profound things about baptism. First, baptism is the beginning of a life totally immersed in Jesus. Baptism is the beginning of a life totally immersed in Jesus. Have you ever just thought about how strange it is that you're getting dunked in church? (laughs) Like, what, what? Are you serious? Like, couldn't you just kind of do a cool thing and, you know, wave the magic wand? and, Like, go, I gotta go underwater and like, like give myself over? I've, I've told you, if, if you've been around, you've heard this story, but maybe one of my favorite baptism stories happened in this room. It must've been 10, 12 years ago. This guy came up to me and he goes, here's what you're gonna do for me. And I was like, it's not, it was starting on a great foot, you know? Like, I, this is, I, I've done this before. I'm kind of, just get in the water, dude. And he goes, here's what you're gonna do for me. I said, okay. He goes, I want you to dunk me and I want you to hold me down for a long time. I said, what? And he goes, and my kids are gonna be around. My wife's gonna be around. They're gonna think that you're gonna kill me. I I want you to go hold me underwater and I'll pinch your arm when I want you to bring me back up. I was like, dude, this is weird. And he goes, I got a lot of crap that needs to get drowned. Eh." And he says, so you just hold me under there and I'll pinch your arm. And then when I do, you'll, and so sure enough, I held him down and people like 40 seconds in, people are like, pastor, quit. You know, got a police officer coming over and checking on me. I like am you know, got, I got written up by HR for that. You know, you got problems. I am just doing what I was told. A life fully like going underwater. Like you don't get to be precious about this. You don't get to like preserve your dignity and your control. Like someone taking their hand and putting it on your head and saying in the name of Jesus, you get under there. And you, like there's a surrender. A fully, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed savior. I surrender all. When you've been baptized, you've gone into and under the name of Jesus. Think about this, you're being baptized into the name of Jesus. Not just into water as a symbolic, cute little thing that Christians do. He said, look, repent and be baptized, every single one of you, in the name of Jesus. He says, when you're going under, you're going under the authority and the lordship of Jesus. You are submitting your life. You are giving yourself over. You are no longer king of your own little kingdom. You are no longer lord of your own little fiefdom. Go under the water. Jesus Christ is lord to the glory of God the Father. He says, be baptized into the name of Jesus. If you have been baptized, you are carrying the name of Jesus. It's a submission, it's an immersion in the life of Jesus. I didn't say it's an immersion into a life of perfection. You will fail, you will falter, you and I will stumble. You and I will have moments where where we're foolish along the way and we repent and we come back home and we're saying, I'm sorry, Lord, that was stupid of me. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. Baptism is just an immersion into the name of Jesus where you say, for the rest of my life, I have been claimed and I am no longer in control. Jesus Christ is Lord of my life, my, my words have been claimed by Jesus, my money has been claimed by Jesus, my sexuality has been claimed by Jesus, the way I speak to other people has been claimed by Jesus, the way I relate to my neighbors has been claimed by Jesus, the way I relate to my enemies has been claimed by Jesus. Baptism is a full immersion into the life Jesus, I've got one story. If you've been baptized and if you're getting baptized, your theme is I've got one story and my story is Jesus. I've got one example and my example is Jesus. I've got one Lord and He is Jesus. Paul says in Colossians 3, verse 3, For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You died. That old sinful nature, that old story, that old way of you trying to be in control of your life. He said, for you died and your life has now been hidden with Christ in God. You're being tucked away into Jesus tonight and Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit fills you. So you're just filled with Jesus and you're around Jesus and you're around his Father and you just, you've been claimed. Baptism tonight, first thing, is a full immersion into the life of Jesus. The second thing that I want you to see is that baptism is the beginning of a new story. Everyone say new story. story. Peter says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. A new story. The devil wants us to hold old identities. The devil wants us to live in old storylines. The devil wants us to be burdened with uh, the, the weight of the worst things that we've done. The devil wants us to be shamed and guilty and embarrassed. The devil wants us to carry those burdens. And, and Paul says, no, you, you died and you've been hidden in Christ with God. And, and he goes on to say that you've been baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. And then 2 Corinthians five seventeen famously, Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. Not he says, he doesn't say if anyone's in Christ, you know heaven's gonna be great for you. If anyone's in Christ, the new creation, what? Actively, presently has come. It's here. And he says, the old has gone and the new is here. If you've been buried in Christ with baptism, if you've said Jesus Christ is Lord, the old is gone, the new has come. All that stuff has been washed downstream and you come up out of the waters, clean and fresh and vibrant and new. Some of you are needing to hear the good news of the gospel tonight, I want you to hear it this way. Life with God is not about getting a new try. It's about getting a new life. And there is a big difference between getting a new try and getting a new life. Is there a baby in this room? Are there any little babies? Do like, do, like just babies, just a baby baby. Talk to me. Does anyone have a baby? Okay, you got one back there? How old is, it, how old is this baby? five months five months who is that I can't see Nico is it Nico okay I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm not very my eyesight stinks Nico is five months old okay imagine I've got Nico up here tonight and I go Nico hey Nico's a boy yeah that's a risk you can't assume these things these days right Nico, Nicola, it comes from the Greek beautiful woman. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Nico. Hi, Nico. Oh, I know. Nico. Nico, chubby cheeks. Okay, so imagine if I had Nico right here. And I say, hey, Nico, guess what, bro? Here's what I need you to do. You got five minutes. Nico, from here, I want you to run to the back wall touch the back wall and then run back up here and then give me 50 push-ups and you got five minutes I'll set the timer and if you do it Nico there will be a great reward for you and then I'd set Nico down and he goes you know <laughs> and I go oh Nico I'm so sorry that you weren't up for it right now you know let's let's give you a new try Nico let's give you a new try okay Nico ready five minutes I'm resetting the clock Okay, so again, you run to the back wall, you touch it, you run back up here, give me 50 push-ups. I'll give you 100 bucks if you can do it, Nico. And I set Nico down and he goes, I go, oh, Nico, come on, bro, let's rally and let's pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, really, I need you to, let's go beast mode, Nico. The gospel is not a new try because a new try is not helpful for those of us who are underdeveloped. I am not strong in my own way. I cannot stand up and be righteous in my own effort. I cannot double down and try to decide my way into a life of holiness. I can't, you know, just, okay, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna give it a new shot at, like, We can't do it on our own. We can only do it if Jesus has given us a new life on the inside of us by the power of his spirit. And he says, yes, you used to be captive to your sin, Daniel. And you used to be wandering away and you used to be depraved in your heart and in your mind, but I filled you with my spirit. And now from the depths of your belly, streams of living water will renew you. And so Daniel, let's go. Let's go go we can't do it if it's just about a new try but we can rise up into the life of faith if it's about him giving us new life baptism is new life (laughs) it's new life we don't need a new try we need a new life that's why that's why we're called new life church we're not we're not called hey give it another shot church We're not called, hey, let me know how that's working out for you, church. We're not called, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, church. We're not saying, be more disciplined, church. We're not saying, hey, maybe one day you'll get there on your own, church. No, we are new life, church. Why? Because Jesus died, and he was raised, and he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he sent his Holy Spirit, and his Spirit dwells in us. And the things that used to hold us captive to sin have been rebuked and cast out of us, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and his joy is our strength, and we can. We are new life church because the good news of the gospel is it's not a new try. It's a new life. Baptism is the beginning of a new story. The third thing, the final thing that I want you to hear before we call up these candidates is that baptism is the beginning of a new identity. It's cool to be a part of a new story. That's great. that's, That's majorly a part of it. But if, if you're a part of a new story but you don't have a new identity, I think we're still missing something. And Peter gives us everything we need right here in Acts chapter 2. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will receive the newness. You will receive the new identity. And, and Jesus, okay, so Peter is hearkening back to the moment when Jesus was baptized. Think about this. What was Jesus doing when he, this is God a very God. Sinless, perfect, spotless, the Lamb of God, Matthew read it, who takes away the sins of the world. Why does he need to be baptized? Jesus wasn't being baptized for himself. He was being baptized for the human race. Jesus, God, comes into the flesh and he takes on our desires. He takes on our our thoughts. He takes on our our temptations. He takes on our frame and our frailty. And and Jesus was dragging all of humanity down into the baptismal waters when he got baptized. He was retreading the, the ancient Adam and Eve, the human story. Jesus was tempted by the devil three times and he didn't sin. And so Jesus gets baptized, and when he was baptized, he comes up out of the water, and the moment Jesus came up out of the baptismal waters, Matthew 3, 16 and 17, what happened? Skies opened up, and he saw God's spirit, and it looked like a dove coming down on him, descending and landing on him, and along with the spirit a voice. So we've been filled with the spirit. But along with the spirit, we've been given a voice and the the father says over his son right there at the Jordan River where so much has been happening this week. Jesus gets up out of the Jordan River. John the Baptist, his cousin, has just baptized him and now the voice comes from heaven. This is my son chosen and marked by my love, delight of my life. And I'm here to tell you baptism candidates, those of you who are getting into the waters tonight, when you go into the water, we got five Edwards right here in the front row who are getting baptized. Five Edwards. Kids, when you go down under the water and you come up, the heavens are opening and the spirit is falling on you and you're going to hear, this is my daughter whom I love, in her I'm well pleased This is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. Those of you who have been baptized, those of you who have called on the name of the Lord, those of you who have, like friends, I'm here to tell all of us in the room tonight that heaven's pronouncement over us is, this is my daughter whom I love. In her I'm well pleased. This is my boy. In him I'm well pleased. Tonight we don't just get a new story, we get a new identity. We get a new name, we get a new call and all of that old identity is being drowned away tonight and I wanna put this up on the screen and I'm gonna ask you to put your name in the blank. Say your full name in in your soul, in your heart. Maybe some of you wanna whisper it out. This is Daniel Wilson Grothy, chosen and marked by my love, the light of my life. And the devil wants to lie to you and tell you that God is mad at you, and God is against you, God is not for you, and God is frustrated with you, and when God thinks about you, he rolls his eyes. Why? Because that has happened to us here on planet Earth by some of the most important people who were supposed to be elated about us. And what happens is that muscle memory gets down into our psyche and down into our souls and we start to overlay that on God when God has only ever thought beautiful things about you. He's only ever been proud of you. He's only ever loved you with an everlasting love. God cannot love you any more than he has ever, like he just does love you. He has loved you. He does love you and he forever will love you. The question is, will we believe what God has said about us. And tonight I'm, I'm praying with all of my being that all of us would hear again tonight, this is my son, this is my daughter. That you would hear and receive not just the new story but the new identity tonight. Some of you are getting baptized for the first time and many of us are recovering our baptismal identity. A few of us in the room tonight are asking questions about that and you're, you're gonna be praying about that. But what I want you to hear tonight is baptism is the beginning of a life totally immersed in Jesus. Can I just kind of stir some of the old Christians up around here? Nope. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's fall back in love with being all in with Jesus. Let's like be about one thing. Like we live in America that says, as long as you can pay your bills, you've got everything you need. And that is just the biggest lie. Because we got a lot of people who can pay their bills and they're miserable and they're angry and they're running around heartbroken and they don't know who they are. I'm here to say tonight, let's go back with Jesus, full immersion, all of our chips on the table, all of our lives in his hands. Tonight is a night to recover that when we said yes to Jesus, we were saying, Yes to Jesus in every way. We surrender all tonight. Can you say amen? Amen. Second thing I want you to remember is that baptism is the beginning of a new story. Some of you need to remember that it's not about a new try. It's about a new story. It's about new power. It's about new identity. It's about new strength. It's about new life being implanted in us tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when that happens in us Everything changes. And tonight, you're remembering your identity, that you are loved by God. That before the foundations of the world, before God said, let there be light, he was saying, let there be you. (laughs) In his heart, he desired you. That's why we're here. If you're drawing breath tonight, you are a living, breathing miracle that God has willed to be here. This is my daughter whom I love. This is my son whom I love. In you, the father is well pleased. So tonight what I want us to do is to quiet our hearts and to begin to respond to that. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to do a fresh work in you. Maybe the first move is repentance. Repentance for all the ways that we haven't lived a life of full immersion in Jesus we've straddled the fence we've had one foot in and one foot out we've been trying to toggle back and forth between two worlds and tonight is just time to put the other thing to rest go all in with Jesus so tonight maybe the first move for many of us is repentance I I got stuff every day that I can repent of. Jesus, forgive me for that. Jesus, cleanse me of those thoughts. Jesus, forgive me for those words. Jesus, change these attitudes. I wanna be yours fully. Would you repent tonight? Peter said it, repent and be baptized, every one of you, into the name of the Lord Jesus. So Jesus, we ask you to baptize us tonight in your name all over again. The second thing, is maybe some of you need to receive that new life, that new story. Some of you have believed the lie, I'm just sensing this right now, some of you have believed the lie that you'll never be able to overcome a certain sin. No, I'm just gonna have to live with that one. I'm just, that's just, you know, we're just waiting till heaven. No, tonight by the power of the spirit, there's new life for you. There's freedom for you. There's wholeness for you. There's, there's redemption for you. There's liberation for you. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So tonight we pray for freedom in this house. And then for those of you who need to know you're loved, you need to know that you're a daughter, you're a son. Would you ask for that fresh identity? you ask for that work of the Spirit that makes us believe it, makes us know it, makes us receive it. Lord, we want to live as your children. I want to invite now all the folks who are getting baptized. And as they come, I'm going to ask that you give them a massive clap, (laughs) a welcome, celebrate, give it up. It's a miracle tonight. Come on up, kids. Come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up. Can you spread out? Can you come down here? Yep. Come on up. All right, you can be seated again. Thank you. Look at this. What did it take for these people to get here? Come on up. Yeah, come on up. Give it up for this guy right here. Scan the stage here and look at the different stories, look at the different experiences, look at the different joys, look at the different questions, look at the different heartaches. Here they are. The Holy Spirit has been working to draw people to Jesus, and tonight we get to see a moment of fulfillment, of completion, of celebration. And so, what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to ask you four questions. Now, these questions, we have historical documents from the early church dating at least to 100 A.D., where people who said yes to Jesus after he was resurrected and ascended, people said, yeah, I'm going for Jesus. They would get baptized in the Jordan River, and then it spread all across the Mediterranean Basin. We have documents that show that these four questions were being asked of believers at least in 100 A.D. So what I want you to hear in that is you're a part of an old worldwide story. This is not the gospel according to America. This is the gospel according to to the saints who have followed Jesus through the millennia. And so tonight, people in Africa have been asked these questions. People in the Middle East have been asked these questions. People all over Asia and South America and Australia and Europe, the globe. People who've said yes to Jesus have responded to these questions. So you're a part of the global body of Christ. So I wanna, I'm going to ask you four questions, and this became the Nicene Creed. So the first question I'll ask you, and then I'll say, if so, please say, I do. And when I do, if you believe what I ask you, I want you to give us a really strong I do, okay? Not this, yeah. yeah. all right, be bold, okay? So first question, it'll come up on the screen right here. Do you believe in God the Father, the Almighty, that he is the maker of heaven and earth? If so, please say, I do. do. Yeah, give it up for him. Second question. All right, now this one's the long one, okay? So just, you know, hang on. Jesus is sort of a big deal. So hang on here. It's a long one. He lived a big story, okay? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that he was eternally begotten of the Father, that he is God from God and light from light, true God from true God, that Jesus was begotten and not made, that Jesus is of one being with the Father and through whom all things were made? You can click through to the next. Do you believe that Jesus came down from heaven and that he was born of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary? Do you believe that Jesus was made a man? Do you believe that Jesus was crucified, that he died, and that he rose again at the third day, that he is the first living one from among the dead, and that he ascended unto heaven, and that he's seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe that Jesus will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead? And do you believe that his kingdom will have no end? If you believe in this, Jesus, please say, I do. do. Can you give it up? Question number three, do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life who proceeds from the Father? Do you believe that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit of Jesus, that you're, you're, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? If so, please say, I do. I do. Come on, church. Give it up. Okay. Fourth. Fourth and final question. Now, I want you to look at them. Do you believe in the holy church? Now, hang on there. There's, there's layers to this. Do you believe in them like they believe in you? And will you pray for them like they pray for you? And will you serve here and, and be a part of this family here like they're a part of your family in Christ? And do you also believe in the global church? that the brothers and sisters in Israel right now and, and Palestine that we're praying for for peace, like they're, they're we're a part of the same family. Do you believe in the holy church? Do you believe in the forgiveness of sins that God has cleansed you? Do you believe that one day the dead in Christ will be raised, that death is not the end of the story? And do you believe in the life of the world to come? If so, please say, I do. I do. Come on, church. Give it up for him. Now, would you stand with me tonight? So church, so they have made their profession of faith to you. They've said, yes, I do. Father, son, Holy Spirit, church, life of the world to come. They said yes. Now it's your job to say yes over them. So would you stretch out your hands and begin to pray blessing? Would you stretch out your hands? And like right now, I really want you to use your words. Like God, give them peace. God, give them strength. God, give them wholeness. God, give them passion. God, give them joy. God, make them faithful. God, give them courage. Come on, pray your blessing over them tonight. Lord, we thank you for these wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ. And we pray that you would pour out your spirit on them tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you're filling them to overflowing. We thank you, Lord, that you're strengthening them to live this long obedience in the same direction. We thank you that they will not fall. (laughs) They're gonna make it. They're gonna be faithful. They're gonna endure till the very end. You're gonna give them courage and strength to keep saying yes. Lord, fill them with your spirit tonight. We pray, Lord, that they would hear tonight, this is my son. This is my daughter whom I love. In this one, I'm well pleased. I pray that they would be filled with that identity as a child of God. I pray that they would be powerful in the world. I pray that they would rebuke the devil and cast them out everywhere they go. (laughs) I pray that they would lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I pray that they would bring hope to the hopeless and life to the lifeless and blessing to those who feel cursed. Lord, we lay our hands on them tonight and we pray that they would thrive in every way. Lord, we pray that they'd be like the Psalm 1 people. Scripture says they will become like trees that are planted by streams of living water, who bear fruit in every season, whose leaf never withers, and whatever they touch, it prospers. Lord, let everything they touch prosper. I pray that they would have so much fun following you, Lord. So much fun following you. I pray that this would be the great adventure that they live all the days of their lives. I pray that they would not fear. We rebuke fear in Jesus' name. I pray that the joy of the Lord would be their strength. And Lord, we pray that you would send them out into the world to be witnesses of the love of Jesus. I pray that you would empty hell and populate heaven through their lives that they would be great ambassadors of the kingdom of God, that they would be evangelists. And I'm not talking about out at the street corner, school teachers and, and whatever they go to do with their life. I pray that they would live as evangelists of the story of Jesus. And Lord, we pray that you would lead them to the end with all of your strength and with all of your power and with all of your grace. We pray, Lord, for these baptismal candidates tonight. We pray, Lord, your kingdom come And your will be done tonight on the earth as it is in heaven. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for drawing them into the waters of baptism. We thank you for drawing them into the love of Jesus. And tonight we pray, Lord, bless them and keep them and make your face to shine upon them. Be gracious to them. Lord, lift your countenance upon these ones. And we pray, grant them peace tonight in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, would you give it up for them tonight? Okay. You all can go down and get in line. All right, so here's what we're doing. It's 7:36. We're going to worship, and I invite those of you who want to come down the kit. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead and get in line down there. I'll be right down. The kids are going to come up on the stage here and celebrate and party. Any of you who want to come down and press in around the the horse trough, celebrate. It's gonna be up on the screen. We're gonna worship God. And here's what I want you to do. When someone goes down, I want you to scream, okay? So let's just make it a party in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord.
0: You're asking.
2: sing, Great Are You, Lord. Just all the earth will shout your praise. It's 757. We've watched 23 miracles tonight. People saying yes to Jesus. And so let's worship our way out of here. Let's just rip the roof off. Let's yell. Let's shout. Let's celebrate what God has done. And then I'll pray the blessing. Come on, let's sing.
0: All the earth will shout your praise. It are you
2: open your hands to receive the blessing tonight as we go i pray that we would never grow tired of this the miracle of salvation and surrender and following jesus and saying yes lord thank you for the gift of tonight we pray blessing over everyone who got baptized tonight make them walk strong lord for the long haul, we speak blessing over them. And I pray now for my friends as we go. I pray, may the Lord our God bless you and may he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his bright smiling countenance upon you and all of your people. And may he grant you peace tonight in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said. Can we celebrate what God's done here tonight? What a good night. A couple things. We have a prayer team that will be down front. If you have any prayer needs, we would love to agree with you in prayer. If you're new, come see us at Guest Central in the back. Let us give you a gift and get to know you a bit. Go from here in God's grace and peace. So much love.